Well, maybe when you were a child, you had a parent who walked out. Maybe it was your dad, and he left, and you've never seen him again. Uh, how can you move forward when that heartbreak is is still real? It's not resolved. Uh, it's there. I'm John Fuller, joined by the head of our parenting department, Dr. Danny Huerta. Danny, you've been a counselor for many, many years, and I'm sure that you've dealt with a lot of clients who have these uh, wounds from years ago, maybe decades ago, of a parent who walked out. Uh, Over and over again, uh, sadly so. Mm. One I'll never forget was this young man that had come into the office, and he was so angry, so angry. And as we were exploring some of the the rebellious behaviors, alcohol use, drug use, sex, all kinds of things that he was involved in, we noticed this just a complete anger towards his father that had left early, early in his life. He really didn't, he hadn't met him. He didn't remember him at all. Hadn't seen any pictures. And uh, what I had heard was that the dad wanted to meet him. And I had said, hey, what would happen if you met your dad one day? He said, I would kill him. I would, if I saw him, I would kill him. Oh my and he just was so, so angry. I, I mean, he had, he had rage, right? And his dad was saying, hey, I'd love to, can, can, can we arrange a time where I could meet him? I said, well, uh, let, me, let me tell you, this could be kind of complicated. So I talked to the young man. I said, hey, um, here's the deal. I, your, your dad has contacted me, and, and I'd love for him to to be able to get a chance to, to meet you. He's in a whole different place. I, as I talk to him, there's, he's, there's this love for you. He laments th- this. He, he understands your anger, wants to, to reconnect. Wow. And so, man, it was, it was two weeks out. Uh, the dad said, I'm going to be there. I'll come down. If I get to the waiting room and we just can't do it, that's fine. And so he, uh, he showed up, and I was trying to prepare this, this young man, and he goes, I, I can't guarantee you that I won't you know, jump start punching him. I can't guarantee that because I'm so angry at him. And I said, oh, you know, I get it. So I didn't know how it was going to turn out. Well, and yeah. the first 30 minutes were tense. They were, uh, the, the dad was loving. He, was, he said, man, I'm so sorry. He was crying. So he had a broken heart. And, broken heart. You yeah. could see the brokenness. The mm. sun was cold, angry. It went back and forth. And pretty soon after about 45 minutes, it was beautiful. I was praying like the entire time. Lord, please. I was in between the two of them, ready to, to help the dad defend if he needed to and do a hold. And oh, it was beautiful. They said, hey, can you, can you give us some time? We, I think we need to reconnect. And the young man uh, actually said, can I have just some time with my dad? I said, are you, are you good? Hmm. And he said, yeah, I, I, I can see I need to forgive my dad. And, and so then they went to dinner after that, uh, that session. And things went, things went really well after that. Shortly after that, he got to fire me. Because of a, a good thing, right? So he was in a your, much better your place. Your client was able to no longer need <laughs> That's your right. services. Yeah, I tell him, hey, the yeah. sooner you fire me, yeah. the better, because it means we got to our goals. Yeah. He did, and he was so, all those other factors wow. started to improve very quickly after there was that healing between he and his dad. No, that's wonderful. Now, we know that doesn't always happen. Not always. And if you're thinking, oh, I'm glad for Danny's patient or his client, but it's not me. Why don't you call us and talk to one of our caring Christian counselors? Uh, We've got a team of people that will listen to you. Maybe you're angry like that young man. Uh, Maybe you're just so sad and depressed. Maybe you're chemically addicted or you're trying to medicate that pain, but it's not working. Call us and we can give you some starting steps. Uh, 800, the letter A in the word family. We'll link over to our counseling team in the show notes as well.
Well, let's go ahead and hear now a conversation between Focus President Jim Daly and Dr. Roland Warren. Uh, I was in the discussion as well. Roland talked about learning to forgive the father who left him. We've kind of touched on it, but I want to hit it very directly because, again, it's such a good model for people to hear. You talked about your father's absence and how you went about dealing with that. But directly, uh, how did you forgive your dad for what he did? Well, it's an interesting thing. (laughs) It's a process. Um, That's the one thing I I love in in the book. I talk about this whole framework out of another wonderful book about that forgiveness is a dance. And it really is. You take a couple steps forward. Sometimes you take a step back. Something will happen that will remind you of a moment. And you have to kind of take that back uh, to God. You know, forgiveness is a... You know, it's a living sacrifice, and the challenge with any sacrifice that's living is that, as I heard a preacher say years ago, is that it can keep crawling off the altar, right? So it's not going to be like one and done. I mean, it's just not the way it works in life, but you have to continually be taking that back to God as those issues come up. And when I do that, I'm so much healthier. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it helps me be able to focus more on the good things that my dad brought uh, to the world, to my life and not focus as much on the negative things. In other words, it gives me the perspective to being able to go forward yeah. using my windshield <laughs> as opposed to my rear view mirror to guide me. Yeah. I mean, imagine if you're trying to drive and you drive using primarily your rear view mirror. You're gonna end up in a lot of ditches and you're not gonna be able to go very fast. And, and what forgiveness gives you the ability to do is actually do that. You don't forget what's behind you in that context, right? You still use your rear view mirror. It gives you the ability to gain perspective, if you will. But that's not where you focus. And people who walk in unforgiveness and kind of model that for their kids and encourage that in their children actually cause their children to to try to move forward in life using their rear view mirror to guide them. And and you can see how problematic that, that is. So God really wants us to forgive because he wants us to be the sons of promise that he's called us to be. And you're never going to be able to do that if you don't have the ability to forgive. In other words, frame things properly, but also move forward uh, in the promise that God has. And, and I think the other thing too is that we've been f- forgiven for so much. And the reality is if you think about the sternest rebukes in scripture, it's really about unforgiveness. And I, and I really don't want to walk in that. I don't want to have to be judged in that context when I stand before God. And yeah. so I, I think that's an important aspect that any uh, single mom can, can bring to her son. Well, and so often, um, you know, the most difficult things the Lord wants us to do are the most difficult things, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but again, that gets right back to the heart of God. Yeah. Man, did he have justification to say, hey, I'm not going to die on the cross for everybody because I'm not the guilty one. I yes. mean, think of that. Absolutely. But he laid it all down. And the challenge for us is embracing that as believers in Jesus and saying, okay, Lord, I don't know if I can do this, but could you empower me to do this? And that's really it. You start climbing the mountain at that point, the mountain of healthiness, spiritually, emotionally. Um, The cultural messages about strong, independent, single moms. I mean, you've been reiterating that. Your mom's attitude, let's pick ourselves up. Let's go. Let's go. It does accomplish the day's tasks and you get through it, but you also describe how that can be dangerous. So let's hit that. Yeah. I, I think because one of the challenges with with that perspective is that, you know, you can run into a situation where in your parenting model, you don't nurture as much as maybe as you need to. I mean, I always talk about that good parenting you provide, you nurture and you guide. 
And when, when you shift into that mode, and this is, I think, one of the big challenges when you're a single mom, because when you have the dad there, there's two providers, if you will, in, in a context, right? So, and women tend to sort of lean into that, that nurturing piece, sort of a natural aspect of that, right? Sure. And so what happens when you become a single mom, the focus can be so much on provision that the nurturing piece mm-hmm. can be shortchanged. There's to no some, balancing There's factor. no balance there. And boys, frankly, a lot of times will give you the impression that they don't need nurturing. And you see a boy a lot of times when his mother's getting ready to hug him and kiss him and he's pulling back, Mama, like he doesn't need it. I can tell you as a son that probably didn't get a lot of that. Right. He desperately needs that. So you can get very, very focused on just the provision part, which is kind of get this done, get this done. It becomes more task oriented. And so that what ends up happening is that your son may feel more like a contractor, like getting all the tasks done mm-hmm. as opposed to a, a family member, if you will. Yeah. So I think there's a real miss if you if you don't kind of stop process and really reflect on the fact that he needs you to provide, yes, absolutely, but he also needs you to nurture him. And the nurturing is so key because the next step that you need to do is guide him. And if you don't build that nurturing construct, that relational context with him, then it's going to be very difficult to guide him. So one of the things we talk about in the the book is opportunities to nurture, how you can do that with boys, being intentional. And you have so much to do with those little things that you can do, like even putting notes in his bag saying, I love you, things of that nature uh, is so important. And the other thing I would say about nurturing to make it easy is lean into what's important to him. So I was a sports guy. That's all I did, right? right. That, that was sports, 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 sports. But here's sort of a miss. I mean, my mom really wouldn't come to my games. She didn't talk to me about that. It was such a big part of my life. Oh, you were isolated in it. So yeah. all my hopes, my dreams, my, my disappointments, all of them were on a football field. Right. And yet when I came home, there was really no discussion about that because I think in many ways she kind of viewed that as, well, this is a game that he's playing as opposed to this is a part of a life that he's living. So lean into the things that you know that he's interested in. Those create opportunities for you to nurture him where he is and the things that are important to him. So whatever that may be. So look for those opportunities. Well, let me me end here because uh, what I'd like to do is come back uh, tomorrow and pick up the conversation. There's more to cover. But I think for single parent moms listening watching right now um let's give them that that hope yeah i mean that as a single mom uh, god has promises for you well he he does and, and and that's really when you going back to hagar again her her last words in that passage was where god it's the god who sees me and he gave her the name for a son ishmael which is yeah. a god who hears and so you have to continue to walk in that promise that he sees you and he hears you, and it's a God who loves you, and he wants good for you, and he wants you to raise a son of promise, and there is a promise for your son. Amen. I think a testimonial uh, comment about that. So my mom died, uh, and the day before she died, she accepted Christ. Wow. And all five of the kids over about a 30-year period have come to know the Lord. Praise God. So that's a promise we won't be able to share together until we're all there in heaven. But to that single-parent mom who's worried... That's a promise of God. Amen. I think you have a special place in God's heart. Wow. What a conversation. And uh, again, we know that there are so many who are listening that have that problem. Uh, They have that wound, that that pain. Danny, you referenced a tremendous story of reconciliation uh, before we heard that clip with Roland. Uh, you were on our counseling team for a number of years, in addition to having your own practice. Mm-hmm. I'm going to encourage our listeners to call if you need to talk to somebody. If you've never really dealt with these issues Please from do. your past, what's going to happen if I call Dan? Mm, you're going to receive a compassionate 
counseling session, right? You're going to have a counselor on the other end, listening carefully to what is going on specifically in your life. And uh, then you'll get uh, some recommendations. It's basically a consultation and you'll get a referral to a, a Christian counselor in your area and some other resources that may be helpful for your situation and some very practical tips. That's what we want to give you, biblically-based practical tips, not mm-hmm. just tips, right? But these really are coming from what we pray, the Holy Spirit coming through us and into that phone line, the invitation to be with you on that phone call. I remember my boss, Willie Wooten, at the time, mm-hmm. uh, he was uh, the director of counseling, and he said, hey, guys, God has given us appointments. He's already set them up for the day. Be ready for those. Those are invitations for us to yeah. step into. Mm-hmm. That's how we see them. We'll be present with you, and you'll probably most likely have a counselor pray with you as well. So this is what Focus on the Family can do for you if this is uh, kind of a raw nerve or an untouched part of your heart. And uh, I want to encourage you to call and schedule a time for one of our counselors to give you a call back. Uh, We generally like to align who the counselor is with what your need is, and they'll call you back. Um, So start that process when you call 800 the letter A in the word family, and ask to speak to our counseling team. We'll also have a link in the show notes. And then Roland Warren has a terrific book, Raising Sons of Promise, A Guide for Single Mothers of Boys. What a hard journey and what encouragement Roland has for you. Uh, As I said earlier, this is a pain in his life, of course, and he has really got such a heart for uh, single moms. This book is yours when you ask for it. Uh, Normally, we would request a donation of any amount, but we recognize uh, if you're a single mom, this is something you need. And I'm going to ask our donors to uh, help cover the cost uh, of sending that book to you. So please just get a hold of us and let us know you need the book. If you're able to make a donation, we so appreciate that. We'll send you the book as our thank you for being a part of the support team. All the details are in the show notes or give us a call. More from Dr. Roland Warren next time. And uh, for now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and our entire staff, I'm John Fuller. Thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. As a parent, it's easy to find myself sitting backseat to my kids in the backseat. It's tough to be a step ahead. and full honesty, I'm pretty hard on myself when that happens. But I've found Practice Makes Parent, a podcast from Focus on the Family, hosted by Dr. Danny Huerta and Rebecca St. James. It helps me be more intentional and not feel alone when things get tough. Everything they share is practical and well-practiced, and I can use it right away. Listen to Practice Makes Parent wherever you get your podcasts.